So got a phone call just on my lunch break from uh, a guy up at the station that I've been at now for 33, 34 years. And he said, I'm looking wow. for a, a, a play-by-play guy, and I hear you're my guy. I am your guy, as a matter of fact. You don't know how much I am your guy. We're talking about boots and back straps. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Boots and Backstraps. I am your host, Shane Michael, and I'm joined, as always, in studio by both of my very talented and handsome co-hosts, um, Tom Cat and Kid George. How we doing, boys? We're doing good. Come on now. Come on now. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I forgot. <laughs> you can't steal his thunder. I know. I just want to say it after he says it every time. That's going to be his epitaph when he dies 100 years from now. I'm just 100 gonna, years from now, I'm just hopefully. Gonna, here lies Tom Cat. Come on now. I want to be on. around 100 years from now. <laughs> Not the way this thing's rolling. <laughs> I, I have I have high hopes for this fall. Yeah. I have high hopes. Well, we're going to have a lot of fun this fall for sure. Antelope hunting, elk hunting, pheasant hunting, and uh, all the other hunting that we do, deer hunting. Oh, I was referring to the midterms, but this is not a political <laughs> show, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's been a little while since we got in the hot seat because we had deer yeah. and turkey classic, right? Yeah, we did. We had the deer and turkey classic, and that went well. We uh, we have a lot of neat episodes. Some of you may have seen some of the episodes. Uh, Melissa Bachman has been released. Yep. And the turkey Pat and Nicole, guy, Jeff Frederick. Jeff Frederick and uh, Pat and Nicole. So we've had, uh, we've got one coming up yet with uh, Nikki Lee and, and Tiffany. Nikki and Chris. There's one out too. Yep. So we got more coming. Yep. 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 A lot of fun. That was a good show. Well, before we roll too much further into this, folks, if you're watching right now, which you are, or you're listening, make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Um, all that kind of stuff helps us to beat the social media overlord algorithms. So <laughs> hit the like button, hit the subscribe so that you're seeing all of our content on the different platforms. And, of course, you can find us on um, on Linktree. Linktree is where you'll find all the different options for listening or, or watching. Or maybe if you're somebody that we threw out of one of the bars where we used to do the Rowdy Cowboy show. Right. We'd like to hear your comments, too. Right. <laughs> As we always say, like, questions, comments, and snide remarks. Yeah. <laughs> we get a few of those, that's for sure. Yeah, we do. Well, Shane, I'm pretty excited today. We got an old pal of mine on here, and I would imagine every one of our listeners uh, or viewers uh, knows Both. this guy. But uh, we won't mm. introduce him just yet, or are we going to introduce him just yet? Well, I think we'll hit the whiskey first. All right, let's do the whiskey, and then yeah. we'll introduce our special guest. Let this build up. Let the audience get excited about this, because yeah. if you live in this region, you definitely know this guy. Yeah, yeah a little teaser. So today we have a 1792. I've got a few of these in the collection, and 1792 is um, it's a pretty easy drinker. Yep. So this one's just under 100 proof at 98.6. This is their single barrel and their single barrel select. So for those that have— It looks uh, like it's in good shape for being that old. That's good. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think this it's non-age stated, but I think this is uh, somewhere between six and eight years. They just made up the name? So uh, that's yeah, the that's name. That's disappointing. That's the name of the uh, brand, 1792. I thought it was going to be old. So this is a Kentucky product, um, and it's made by Barton. Barton is one of the oh, yeah. largest. They're uh, one of the largest distillers in Kentucky, and it's in Bardstown, Kentucky. It's actually the oldest distillery in Bardstown, so that's pretty cool. Mm. Um, so the single barrel for those folks, just as a reminder, um, again, just means it's been aged in one barrel. It wasn't transferred between barrels as they do some mixing and blends. You hear blends in the whiskey world mm-hmm. or in the wine world. No blend here. This is one barrel. And then, of course, the single barrel select. You see the decal. There's a sticker on there. And that's because this was a very specific barrel picked by this particular store. And it's uh, St. Cloud Liquor. So I have a, a good friend of mine lives in the St. Cloud area. 
And uh, he came across this. And, of course, he messaged me right away and said, do you want one? And I was like, are you stupid? <laughs> and uh, so he picked it up and uh, delivered it to me. And as you can see, I did get into it a little bit already. But uh, I thought for sure I Is should Is that just this up. morning? Uh, <laughs> some last night and then a little for breakfast. You know, pan it's like bacon, eggs, pancakes, and bourbon. That makes sense yeah. to me. Got to have those things. So I'll let you boys uh, start with the pour there. Kid. And All right. Tom, why yes. don't, while we're doing that, why don't you intro our guest? I will. Ladies and gentlemen, from Bob 106, please welcome Neil Freeman. Yeah. Smattering of applause. I do appreciate that very much. So. We're, oh, I, was, I was trying to clap out of sync with them. That's the big applause there. That's good. Thank you guys for having me. Yep, oh, you're welcome. Man. This is awesome. It's so great to have you here. As we explained earlier, uh, we've had Neil on our wish list for guests ever since we started the podcast. Yeah, before we even had a podcast. He was like one of the first people that I thought of, and uh, we just haven't had the opportunity to get him. And I kind of felt like Neil is one of the busiest guys I've ever met. I mean, I've been to the station. I've actually done a few things with Neil at the station. Yes, we were entertaining the thought of doing the Rowdy Cowboy show there at one time. Right. But I see how busy he is. I mean, I got to know Neil um, at the Wee Fest. Yeah. That was you the know, first time we met. A, they were a big sponsor at the Wee Fest, and Neil was instrumental. And in, uh, if I remember right, Neil, you came out two or three times a night and introduced the karaoke singers. Yes. There was the uh, multi-state uh, Wee Fest karaoke right. contest that... Yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, the, you know, each state had a winner, and then it yeah. boiled down to three, and there was uh, like $1,000 cash and VIP right, seats right. to WeFest for the weekend, and then they got to sing on stage right before the headliner. Right. The third place winner on Thursday, and then on second place on Friday, and then right. the, the champion sang on Saturday night, you know, you Warmed up, opened up for Keith Urban. That's a pretty good gig. <laughs> so, what? You know, you have a good memory, and uh, I remember they w would have the finals of all those singers from all the midwestern states. It was Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota. Was, they did something in Montana too, yes. Wisconsin. Yep. And they all got together at the Hinkley Grand Casino. Right. And then we had the finals there, and lots of prizes, and and you know, just for your information, and I guess for our viewers. Uh, that's happening again now. Oh, it uh, is. It's yeah. back. Sherry is uh, back oh. in the saddle. Awesome. And she's still looking 25. <laughs> yeah. And she's yeah. going around the croaky thing. You know, as I'm sure you know, Neil, uh, the Wee Fest is back in Minnesota oh, yeah. hands. Yep. Yep. Matt Mathune has it now, and we had Matt on as a guest. Nice. And uh, Shane and I actually co-hosted the Wee Fest last year and uh, with Kelly Pickler and all the Minnesota people are back. Not the original, not all of us original people are back, but the sponsorship is back, mm. Minnesota employees, and uh, no more price gouging, no more this. I mean, the Town Square media just had an agenda. When we sold it to them, Neil, mm -hmm. they, we sold it to them. We had five days of better than 60,000 people. When they, sold it, when they sold it back to Matt Mathune, they had uh, less than 15000 for three days. Ooh. So they knew what they were doing, and uh, I guess yeah. I should probably just leave it there. be done with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the first year I was up there, Tom, and met you was either 2002 or three. Okay. It might have been three. And, uh, yeah, then it came up for you know quite a few years in a row. And right. It was always a lot of fun. Stayed in that little house 
somebody's little house right up the street. Oh, you're in Bev's house. Said. Oh, no, 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 no. You're in. It had no air conditioning. Lynn, you'll have to you help that. me. Uh, Rick. Rick Lynch. Yeah. He owned the hotel showroom. And Lynn and I used to stay in that little house <laughs> for years. And it's just full of antiques and it's yes. beautiful. And, yeah. It was and, nice, up no air conditioning. And they had a dog that barked incessantly. <laughs> in the house? Well, no, right outside. It was, well, I think it was right big, outside my window. There was a the big master house. Yeah. And then so there was you're sweating your ass off. <laughs> right. And then you had a barking dog. Yeah. Right. No sleep. Although, too hot and a barking dog. Free doesn't sound so good in that situation. Right. <laughs> well, that house, if you open the windows right and you got any sort of breeze, it's up on a cliff overlooking Lake Sally. Yeah. And that helped. You, you can open a door and if the wind comes through, it was. it's kind of a neat setting. It was. Unless it's too hot. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, <laughs> Rick's hot. no longer with us. Oh. And uh, hope that dog isn't either. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> hey, Rick, can you take that dog with you? Right. That dog is a hunting dog. Needed to be hunted. Oh boy. So, but uh, anyway. Well, that's a great good, memory. Good memories, and uh, we had a lot of fun. And you were both you and Lynn were so gracious to me. And I'd never really been at a mus big music festival at that point. And uh, John Anderson was playing the very oh, first neat. afternoon. And, you know, he's about to do swinging, and everybody's supposed to go out yep. on stage and swing with him. And I'm going, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm not quite ready to do that yet. I hadn't had any of your bourbon yet. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not dancing so sober. I'm telling you that. So. But, uh, well, you know, so no, many great memories. No offense to John Hines and Musk, but you are one of the few uh, professional disc jockeys that we had on that stage. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. There was a uh, lot nice. of good people there, and uh, you certainly were a gracious host, so that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Let's talk about what, a little bit of what you're doing these days. You know, our next guest, uh, uh, Tom Goodrich from mm -hmm. Fishing for Life. Yeah. It's Fishing for Kids now, isn't it? Fishing for Life. Fish, fishing so for Fishing for Life. Yeah, okay. Fishing for Kids is a, I got is a that part of it. backwards, yeah. Yeah, yeah anyway. he was just in studio with us uh, last right. week for a big share so I hope so, your can you talk, Go ahead. Yeah, can you talk about that? Because I'd love to hear about the share -a You know, um, I was in Arizona, so I wasn't there. I was there for the pre-planning, and it's something we've done now in multiple years. Can you tell us what you think happened then? Uh, yes, okay. I can tell you. I think, I think we raised a whole <laughs> bunch of money uh, for uh, Fishing for Life and Reach for Resources, two great you know, local charities that do a lot of a lot of great things in the community. So uh, Tom can give you the actual number. Actually, uh, people are still donating. Wow! Uh, but I, you know, last year we were in that, you know, like forty, fifty thousand dollar range. So it's a it's a big chunk of dough. And uh, but we've we've been associated with Tom and Fishing for Life for uh, a lot of years. Right. So uh, and Tom's just he's a great real, guy. He's real good friends with the owners of yep. Bob. Yep. Yep. And what a great, you know, I went to their banquet just a couple of weeks ago. And Always a fun event. Literally, yep. I don't know, there had to be 3,000 people there. Wow. I mean, two for sure. Okay. There's a big banquet room, and uh, I was kind of blown away. I mean, I knew it was a legit, well-run organization. I had known Tom long before he even started that organization, but I was pretty impressed with the testimonies mm -hmm. and the people that were there and the money they were generating. And uh, we, uh, our podcast, Boots and Backstraps, was basically uh, about hunting and country music entertainers. But since we uh, 
<laughs> Welcome, Kid George, into the mix. That's how he expresses love. And you know this. You've known him forever. Right. right. A little slap and a hair pull. Nothing <laughs> says I love you more. If he doesn't hit you, you should be nervous. You shouldn't be talking he doesn't about like my you very sex much. life. On. <laughs> slap and a hair pull. <laughs> so that's since why kid, that now, Kid's a fisherman. And he uh, would be the first to say that he's not a professional fisherman. What's the correct vernacular? Fisherman? Fisher person? <laughs> uh, I'm just a fisher. Fisher? Oh, yeah. In transition? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I think you can say fisherman because it's either so. a man or a woman. You know, I mean. I would think on this show we certainly could. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we don't really have much for rules on this show. So, okay. so anyway, Tom's going to be our first fishing uh, person that we've invited onto the show. And okay. You know, he's got a lot to say and he's got a neat organization. And he just texted me a picture of uh, like 13. Or 14 kids that we'll probably pull up on screen later that he took turkey hunting he had all these mentors with and they shot a dozen gobblers and i'm like wow that is really cool nice. so he just doesn't do fishing it's all well, we'll save all that for when he's sitting here yeah, since we've got neil here yeah, good idea <laughs> he's more sorry than I <laughs> you know you, it's kind of interchangeable so i'll forgive me and i'll zip that up we right just kind of gently steer him back yeah. into the lane <laughs> hit him back <laughs> Yes, this is all about Neil Freeman and uh, so Neil Freeman. How did you uh, get into your interest as an MC, or you know, I would radio? say pre radio? Like, how did you get into the into voice? Yeah, I was. Uh, my first introduction was really I got into to do play by play. That was my love. Growing up, I was that kid with the transistor under my pillow at five years old, listening to the Twins and. Sure. And then uh, later come the North Stars and the Gophers. You know, I was listening to all the games. I was always uh, very intrigued by Herb Carneal and Ray Christensen. And Herb Carneal doesn't Ray, get better, right? Ray Scott and I was all just these old say Ray Scott. All these old voices. I got to meet most of them too along the way. And um, so yeah, I really uh, when I was a freshman in college. No, I was a sophomore in college. Uh, my roommate, who I'd known uh, from my freshman year, we had been friends, and my mom and his mom were actually roommates in college, so I, we'd known each other all our lives, and he was in the sports information director's office at Bethel, and uh, there was a little AM station in St. Paul that uh, approached uh, Bethel and said they wanted to do, it was either six or eight uh, college basketball and college hockey. Bethel was in the MIAC, pretty good league. Yeah. Uh, for Division Three, and, and uh, they said, we want to carry these games and feature Bethel against whoever, St. John, St. Thomas, Augsburg, whatever. Yeah. He said, so, but, you know, do you have a play-by-play -play and a color guy? And Paul said, oh, yeah, yeah, we do. And he calls me. He goes, hey, I got us a play-by-play -play gig. We'd never done it, but uh, we were both, you know, we were both sports, you know, junkies and same kind of love for play-by-play, -play, so... They gave us a bunch of equipment that we didn't know how to set up, and but we just kind of figured <laughs> it out. And uh, we muddled our way through the first couple of games, and we were just having a blast. And, and we did them all, and then at the end they said, hey, that was a lot of fun. We covered the state boys' basketball tournament for our station. Wow. Sure. So we did the uh, state boys' basketball tournament. This, was, uh, this would have been uh, 1979, 78 or 79. Randy Brewer was uh, out of sure. Lake, Lake City, uh, you know, seven-footer that played for the Gophers and in the NBA. He was a senior in high school that year. And uh, anyway, so, yeah, 
that that was my first introduction into uh, radio and um, I you know one thing led to another I was into retail I got a job offer for a, a father-son owned uh, discount store to be a buyer in a sporting goods thing and it was out of state and I, I moved anyway I was still very young I was 20 years old and uh, went did uh, did the retail thing for five or six years and just kind of got burned out of it and I just yeah I'm just, you know, it's, you have one of those moments, you know, you're asking God, tell me what this is. I don't like what I'm doing. I just, <laughs> right. I'm not going to work for this retail giant. This can't be longer. what you want for me. <laughs> no, this is not where I'm at. And uh, I thought, maybe I can make a living in radio and doing play-by-play. I absolutely, that was the most fun I'd ever had at any job that I'd ever done. <clears throat> Excuse me, cough button. So anyway, I, so were you covering all sports for yeah, Bethel? Everything? Uh, no, no, just those. We did basketball and hockey. Those two. Okay. <clears throat> and then um, uh, I called my mom and dad, and I asked if I could move back home. I said I want to go back to school, and I want to. I wanted to see if I can um, make a go of it in radio. Yeah. So they were gracious enough to let me come back, and uh, um, I got a part-time job at a bank as a teller, and went to Brown Institute. Okay. And. Um, now, that's not around anymore, right? Nope. Unfortunately, Brown went away. Uh, but there was a two-year school and a nine-month school. And uh, I went to the two-year, but after like nine months, you know, I just said, I'm... You You're know. ready. Yeah. And the, the, the placement director told me, you need, you know, I can get right. you a job tomorrow. Right. So <laughs> I was older. You know, I was older. A lot, of, a lot of these other kids that were in my class were just you know, out of, out of high school. And they probably didn't have the background you did with the play-by-play. No, they hadn't done any of it. And so, you know, he just said, your play-by-play is top two or three I've heard. So Wow. Um, yeah, so he got me a job in Roseau. He really loved me. He sent me 10 miles from Canada. <laughs> and uh, You know what, though? A lot of really great hockey up that oh, way. Oh, yeah. It is hockey country. Oh, I, yeah. I, did, I did Roseau and War Road Hockey for two years. Okay. Saw some of the best high school hockey in the state. They had Mr. Hockey at War Road the uh, second year was up there, a kid by the name of Larry Olam. Then he went to the U, and he's mm-hmm. still top five all-time scorers mm. at the U. Wow. And um, so, yeah, I saw some of the best high school hockey. I covered the state hockey tournament every year. Uh, uh, for about the, that, those two years that I was in Roseau and probably five or six more years after that, I got to cover the state high school hockey tournament. Uh, what a treat. So, um, but yeah, so then, uh, so from Roseau, two years there, and then I moved to a little station in Anoka um, and was still doing play-by-play, doing sales, doing a little bit of on-air stuff, but um, that, that, that station was kind of in trouble. There were some management issues, what have you. And uh, anyway, it was another one of those where, man, I don't know, our, our, our paychecks were not coming through. You know, <laughs> they found out these paychecks weren't worth the paper they were written oh, on. Oh, no. One of those deals. And, <laughs> man, now I'm married. I got a kid coming and uh, <laughs> no money. So got a phone call just on my lunch break from uh, a guy up at the station that I've been at now for 33, 34 years. And. He said, I'm looking wow. for a, a, a play-by-play guy, and I hear you're my guy. I am your guy, as a matter of <laughs> fact. You don't know how much I am your guy. My car so, is already packed. Can you believe right. it? It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so I went up the next day and interviewed, and they hired me, and uh, now I've been with that station through three owners. Uh, that was, I walked in there June 
26, 1989. Wow. And uh, still there to this day. So it's been a good run. Neil, if I can back up, where did your parents live? We were in, uh, I went to Hopkins at the time, Hopkins Lindbergh. There were two high schools. Yep. Uh, We were right on the border of Hopkins and Minnetonka. Uh, Across the street went to Minnetonka High School. I went to uh, Hopkins on on our side. Okay, where were you when you, uh, where were you particularly when you went back home to your parents? Uh, they were still out there. They were still in the same house. And uh, so I moved back. Uh, well, where were you? Oh, uh, I was in, uh, let's see, where, I was just, I was living around, I was in Burnsville, I okay, think, at that time. Okay, just around the Twin Cities. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was working for a retail giant that is still here. Right. And, and, but, uh, yeah, it was time time to get out. Of whom you don't want to mention. Nah, no, no. <laughs> so that's, KG grew up in that part of town, too. Yeah, that, like. Like Crystal Robbinsdale, Hopkins, yeah. like that part of town. Yeah, I'm actually back in New Hope right now. So, oh sure, <laughs> that's where uh, when I when I went to work for uh, WQPM, it was AM and FM at the time. Uh, we lived in New Hope, right off of 169, and between 40 uh, Rockford and 49 <laughs> in an apartment complex there. So. That's where my dad, they, that's where my dad lives. <laughs> were they calling it No Hope then, or that start like later? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Once I moved in, I don't know. <laughs> Something yes. went anywhere there, but uh, <laughs> uh, but that was a long drive. Our studio was in Princeton at that point, so uh, from New Hope to Princeton every morning was right. uh, was a long drive. So then I moved to Elk River, and uh, then eventually the station, you know, moved down to where it is now in Ramsey, yeah. in between uh, Elk River and Anoka, and we just have a beautiful facility. It's very nice. Oh, you guys are great facility, there, and yeah. you know, I was thinking so. about the Princeton studio this morning <laughs> when I got up. I was remembering uh, looking at a fair amount of uh artist pictures that were on the wall and there was one of the dixie chicks before natalie mains yes that was an interesting photo yes. i was like oh dixie very, chicks very <laughs> short time that yeah that the other lead singer was with him i don't even know if it was a full year oh really i don't I have no idea yeah but it wasn't very no, i just remember i didn't realize there was a pre-natalie mains yeah. dixie chicks yes they uh, yeah. did not have the success that no. they had until natalie came did, on board did they have anything you guys spun <laughs> Yeah, they oh, did. Okay. Don't ask me. I don't remember yeah. what one it was because yeah, they just they were not the factor that they became. Yeah. So Natalie, well, aside from being controversial, was an incredible singer. Also, for sure. oh, she brought them all the way up and brought them all the way down. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. an interesting. What did your radio? Did you when that whole controversy started? Did you uh, did your radio station? Did you pick sides? <laughs> yeah. We, I mean, maybe it was something out of your hands. I don't know. No, uh, you know, we certainly talked about it. Um, we try to l- not to let politics play right. too much of a role. Yeah. I mean, um, did you know personally? Did I? You know, I, I didn't think it was a very good decision on her part right. to no. say what she said. Right. Uh, but on the other hand, you know. Uh, Everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's the country that we live in, although you, you never know anymore. But uh, um, so we, you know, I don't, we may have backed off a little bit for a little while just yeah. while it was really a hot topic. But uh, you heard the expression that opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one and most of them stink. That's pretty <laughs> much it. You know, and I tell you what, we still get emails when we play their music. Wow. Really? People got to let that go. Yes. They also well, have a lot of time on their hands. You know, I'm, <laughs> no joke. I think I, I share the same opinion. I, since I've known all of you guys for a number of years, I'm, our political beliefs, I think, have run the same. And I think it was stupid of her to say that. Yeah. 
But I think the reaction, I think they crucified them poor girls for one simple statement that she shouldn't have said. Right. And I kind of think they <coughs> really got hammered pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I mean, uh, how many years ago was that? Twenty. And we're yeah. ta- and we're having and we're, a, and we're having a full about blown conversation yeah. about it right now. Uh, it's it's it. As it was obviously significant. And not oh. to get too political, but Neil, I, I think you'll agree that if, if they were on the other side of the political aisle, they could say whatever they want. No one would care. Yeah, it sure but, seems like it. But you get on on this side right. of the aisle, and it's like you say anything, and it's not even doesn't have to be that controversial, and it yep. turns into a big deal. So, well, I personally love their music, and uh, yep, me too. I think most people did, but. That, good, that goodbye is. Earl thing, I was like, yeah. uh, like I want to be mad at it, but it's really good. It is good. <laughs> we still play that. You know, I, nobody else will play that, I don't think. And uh, and we still call them the Dixie Chicks, even though they're just the chicks. Right, right. Oh, they are. Yeah. They, oh, yeah. Oh, they yeah, have they're to, just they have the to drop now. the Dixie. Okay. Interesting. Uh, you know, it's offensive. Oh, so. it, is it? <laughs> is uh, it? No. Yeah. Uh, so we can't call them Dixie Cups anymore either. You, those are just the cups. Have you seen the, like... <laughs> are you serious? Uh, no, no. <laughs> so, not to get into a rabbit hole here, but this is relevant, that Lando Lakes Butter, they took the Native American oh, yeah. girl off. I suppose. So now there's all these Native American people on, like, TikTok and stuff, and they, they'll have, like, a video, and they'll show their refrigerator, and they'll have the little Lando Lakes Butter that doesn't have the Native American, and they'll just kind of point at it, and they'll go back to the camera and go, yeah, notice they still kept the land. It's like, oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. So you, you come into Bob, and you're a play-by-play guy, because obviously you've got an iconic voice, and I'm not trying to blow smoke up your butt. Like, seriously, one of the best radio voices I've ever heard. Absolutely. Yeah, incredible. I wasn't sure our microphones were going to be able to cut to get your voice the way you know the way it actually sounds. You know, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's 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 God's gift. I mean, I this is just the way it is, and um, yeah, I, I've been fortunate enough to be able to uh, kind of parlay it into a a, a lot of fun, and I just I've met so many great people in this oh, business I, over the years. It's unbelievable. It's uh, uh, yeah. Truly Are you talking about us? Well, of course, okay. you know, right at the top. You guys got me on your wish list. <laughs> we You're on mine too. <laughs> do you uh, uh, do you remember Neil the first time I met you, like in person? Because this was almost twenty years ago too. Uh, I don't. We were in a bar. I would imagine. Yeah. So it was uh, the first. The, there was two times I met you when like it really burned in for me. But the first one was. My band, North Gone South, was opening oh, for Blackhawk. Oh, yeah. There you go. And you're emceeing that show. Gosh, that was at least, yeah, yeah, close to 20 for sure. So funny story about Neil Freeman for you guys. So we're, you know, we're playing with Blackhawk, and we're in the green room, and we're talking to Neil. We'd never met before, but, you know, we got the heads up he was going to be there, and he was the radio affiliate and emceeing the show. And so he was obviously very gracious, really nice guy. Never had a bad experience with you ever. And uh, he gave us kind of the heads up. So we were, like, hanging out in the green room. We wanted to, like, talk to the, to the boys, the Blackhawk, before they went up. We finished our set, and they were on their bus. So we're going to make our way to the bus. And he's kind of like, eh, you might want to just give those guys a minute. Because I think they had some visitors on their bus. <laughs> he was like, yeah, just, just give them. And we're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, of course, they come walking in with all these uh, fans, we'll say. Fans. Fans. Fans um, their show. Right. <laughs> sure, I'm sure Ricky St. John was in that mix there somewhere. Uh, I don't I don't remember if Rick was there. Uh, he was always there. He's uh huge. He had his truck painted with the Blackhawk logo and everything. Ooh, He's geez. uh he was always with Blackhawk whenever they were That's in. That's why he rocked the mullet forever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, Neil, along the lines of blowing smoke, uh, not only do you have the voice, you have the work ethic, and you mm. are Bob. Mm. Well, you well. are the guy, you're the, the, you're the radio voice, you're the face, uh, and I know officially you are the station manager. Mm. And, uh, program director also, aren't you? No, we uh, Jeff uh, Jones is our program director. And, okay. You know, I, I wore a lot of hats there for a long yeah. time, but right now, you know, I'm I'm close to retirement and uh, probably well, that'll be a sad day for the yeah, radio station. Well, um, sad day so for all of us. It's uh, it's you know, there's a lot of good people uh, on our team, and uh, uh, so it's it's really allowed me to be less busy and to get pick and choose a little bit more of what I want to do and what mm -hmm. I get to do. I mean, uh, this year, I, I think I told Tom when we were at the uh, outdoor, at that show, the turkey, uh, deer and turkey show, I spent the month of February in Florida and did our sh did the show from yeah. there and got a chance to uh, work remotely and the owners were, you know, said, hey, whatever works for you How works for How great is that, right, technology? Are you kidding? So, uh, so he's yeah. sitting by the pool or on the beach yeah. with a Mai Tai in his hand. Right. You know, doing the morning show. And it's an hour later now. I got an extra hour of sleep. So uh, yes. it was even better. So, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, I did. I, did, I, you know, I will say I, I feel like I, uh, I put my time in, you know, uh, oh, yeah. uh, over the course of the 30-some oh, yeah. years there. And now uh, I get to come and go and pick and choose a lot more. And, uh, and, and, and because we have a good, solid team there. I don't have to worry about, you know, the some of the details that you used that to have they, to worry about. I used about. to worry about a lot. So. Well, if you ever decide to have a retirement party, please contact us because we know a couple of dancing girls. Mm. <laughs> oh boy. Uh -huh. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, they, just can't help himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hit that one again. Right. Tom needs a double buzzer on that one. <laughs> no, wait a minute. You're all assuming I'm talking about one individual and I never said that. Well, what's his, what's it, what you gonna call it? Hollywood, whatever is not around anymore, right? <laughs> models, models unlimited. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think Bill Jensen still is. <laughs> oh, so now you're you're obviously morning show guy. Yep, uh, you know, and I, I, there was a time there. Speaking of paying your dues, those years, those fourteen or fifteen years when the alarm goes off at three forty-five. Everybody says you get used to it, right? You get used to it. Oh. You do not get used to that. It kind of sucked every day. But uh, yeah. once I got in the truck and, and on there, once you get, you know, once you get to work, you know, the whole radio part of it is still fun, right? I mean, you know, I've, I've never, there's hardly a, a day that I can say it isn't fun to, you know, to go and, and play country music and, mm -hmm. you know, and talk to people. And, and uh, so, uh, but, yeah, you know, we you do it and, um, and yeah, just Fortunate, blessed to be able to do it for especially years. your brand of country music. Yeah, you know that I was that. that was the thing. We, uh, you know, a third country radio station came into the market, you know, over many years ago, and mm -hmm. and uh, my older son called me one day and he said, "Dad, right now you and the other two country stations are all playing the same Carrie Underwood song." And we have, you know, we're a mom and pop shop. You guys right. understand that concept, and these other big corporate conglomerates you know with billboards and you know million dollars i mean they have more interns than we have total staff right, right, right. <laughs> we're just uh we're a little fly on the wall and uh, so i i called the owner and i asked if i could meet with them and 
I, uh, he said, yeah, this is what's up. And I just, I told him, I said, you know, this isn't working. I mean, we have the, the lesser signal. We have no budget for promotion. We have nothing. And we're all playing the same music. Why, why would people listen to us when they can hear the same songs on other stations, you know, I, yeah. and with bigger, better, you know. Mm -hmm. So he said, well, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to play. I said, let's think about when country music really went nuts. Class of 89, right. you know, late 80s, 89. Early 80s. You know, Garth, yeah. Garth Allen Jackson, Travis yeah. Tritt, you know, all these. Blake and up. Kenny and, yeah, and then, Tim yeah, McGraw. Right, and then, well, then, yeah, then you go, you know, Tim McGraw came out probably in about 93, 94, just started, but, you know, Tracy Lawrence, Tracy Bird, oh, right, right. Mark Chesnut, Chesnut, Sammy Kershaw, Laurie Morgan, you know, all these oh, other ladies, Martina McBride there. And nobody's playing any of that music. I said, let's look at Tracy Lawrence. I, you know, I, got, I did a little research. I said, here's a guy, Tracy Lawrence, 19 top 27 number ones. Not one of these are being played on any radio station right, right now. Why not? These are great songs. And I said, I think people will still gravitate towards them. There's a market for all this great 80s and 90s music. Especially and, for that rural fan base. Yes. And you know who we are? I said, you know. So he said, I trust you. Just do it. Just go do it. Here's the keys to the vet, son. Make it happen. <laughs> and uh, it was the best decision we ever made. We have, we, within the first week, we were getting hundreds, literally hundreds of emails thanking us for making yeah. radio palatable again. I don't have to listen to Sirius. I don't have to, you know, I don't have to listen to uh, Pandora or whatever. I, I actually hear music that I haven't heard. And, you know, and then we developed our no repeat policy. So, I mean, there's thousands of songs that, you know, people just hadn't God, heard when forever. You, when you started going down the list of names, I, uh, they're uh, just rolling in my head, the songs right. that I, we used to play at the clubs, you know, yeah. Restless Heart, those yes, Restless little Texas, I mean. So, Clint, yeah. Clint Black, like all that stuff uh, that you just never hear. Right. And yeah. it was a goldmine for us. You know, our numbers instantly tripled and... We went from, you know, not, and then now, and then uh, our two owners at the time, when one of them has passed away since, sadly, but, uh, you know, we had these three signals that just piggybacked onto each other. We're 105.5 from Alexandria down to, you know, just about down to the northwest tip of the cities, you know, through St. Cloud, and then 106.1, our tower in Albertville, you know, goes right to the edge of St. Cloud and then goes down to the south side of the cities. And then 107.5 is a 50,000-watt stick in Faribault, and uh, that comes from Albert Lee up to the southern part of the metro. So where one signal trails out, the other one picks up. And then we said, well, let's, let's make the network. Let's make it a network so you can take Bob from Albert Lee to Alexandria which is what we've done now. We've added another signal out of Forest Lake, uh, 95.9, that goes into western Wisconsin. Uh, it would boom up in here, uh, in your part of the world right, here, right. 95.9. So that's now on the Bob Network. So we really have, uh, we cover almost two-thirds of the s population of the state of Minnesota uh, on our four signals, and uh, nobody has what we have in uh, commercial radio, only... only uh, uh, public radio has a, a bigger footprint. They're about the same size as we do. Right, that's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, and, play, and hey, playing Neil. music that nobody has. What? Neil, who's the who's the little guy next to you? Uh, what? Uh, that's my grandson Easton. You can stand up. I feel like buddy. he needs a little cameo. <laughs> yeah, I, he can stand up. Did I you stand up? Did I miss something or what do you need? 
He uh, he just wanted to know where you were at, man. So what I wanted. We're going to a movie this afternoon. Oh, fun. Okay, we're gonna go see. What's the name of the movie? We're gonna go see. Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Okay. All right. How about I, that? I brought my kids to that, and they liked it a lot. It was Did good. They? It was good. good. I, I, I sat through the whole thing. I was into it. All right. So. Jim, Jim Carrey, I hear his voice is in it, or he's yep, in it. Yeah, he's something. in it, yep. Okay. So okay. what I want to do, Neil, is I want to shift to talk a little bit about your community stuff, too, because sure. I think it's so important for people to understand that unlike a lot of radio personalities in the market, you have been incredibly generous over the years with your time and emceeing benefits and charitable functions and all kinds of things like that. So how did you get, kind of get pulled into that sort of thing? Um, uh, again, I always considered it kind of an honor that, you know, if they would, somebody saw value in having me at their uh, event. So uh, I, was, uh, I wasn't very good at saying no. I wanted to say <laughs> yes as many times as I could, especially, um, you know, our radio station and our audience is a lot about God and country and uh, and and our military and mm-hmm. and uh, we uh, you do an annual CD that's tied to we the do an annual CD that's tied to them uh, to a couple of uh, Minnesota military charities they're all volunteer organizations where you know we did a little due diligence to find out where the money was going and to make sure it was staying in Minnesota <laughs> and really affecting Minnesota helping Minnesota families and uh yeah not like uh what's the animal one that's on tv all the time what is it oh. humane society like like seven yeah, percent of the proceeds actually go to animals <laughs> yeah. and yeah. they're putting out such false information yeah, yeah. The, there's never been more polar bears on our planet than there are right now i want all of our listeners to know that yeah and there has never been more elephants on our planet than there is right now they're not mm-hmm. endangered so those, anymore. those those no. those commercials are so misleading they're using all that money for attorneys yeah. to it's, end hunting. Right. Yeah. It's it's such a uh, not only important for the community, but but it shows and talks so much about how your what your character's like mm-hmm. to go in and donate your time that way to help these things, and because you are a, a big name in this market, so to have uh, a fundraiser and then your name is tied to it, I mean that's just leaps and bounds. You're saying Tom Goodrich, I and mean, they've got a big thing going, but they raised forty, fifty grand mm-hmm. this year on your station. Right. Right, and and that's a tribute to our audience too. I mean, they are very giving, they are very loyal. You know, if we if we talk about a cause on the radio, and and, and even our advertisers, you know, if I do an endorsement, it's it's a product or something that I believe in. Yeah, and I believe I was treated fairly, and you would be as well. Same with our uh, the charities that we kind of represent. They're doing really good works. The money stays here. You know, if you're if it's only seven percent of the money, guess what? You're not going to be on our station, right? You know, uh, so these uh, military charities we've with our CD project was a great way to showcase, as you guys all know. Yep. There's a lot of talent in the Twin Cities They're and really in our amazing. state. Uh, uh, musical talent. I mean, yeah. these guys and gals write music, record music, mm-hmm. and it doesn't sound out of place on the radio no. to play. You know, a song by uh, a, a Hitchville or a Shane Martin band or the Devin Worley band, whoever, and then, you know, and then play Alabama or, you know, Georgia. It doesn't sound out of place. They're that good. So we combine. You started a, a Sunday program that's dedicated yep. to it. Yes. Yeah, we do. We have our homegrown show every yep. Sunday. You had Brandon who hosts it. Uh, he's our current host. You had him on. And, and uh, so uh, I was actually uh, sitting on my patio not with a bourbon, but with a cold <laughs> beer. And a uh, former uh, Bob employee, uh, PT, who you guys know very well, too. Oh, yeah. He and I were just talking on my patio and getting to know each other a little bit. And I said, 
I had an idea to do a CD similar to what Cities 97 was doing. They right. were using more national talent. I said, I want to use Minnesota talent and uh, and then and you know and then donate some money to uh, charities and so then we started talking about charities and I had met uh, Tom Lyons from the Min- who runs our Minnesota Military Radio Show that we play every Sunday morning. Well, he's also on the board of directors with the Minnesota Military Family Foundation, and uh, there's a bunch of guys that ride motorcycles that I had met. Uh, over the years that uh, had a group called Tribute to the Troops, and they raised money for uh, kids, uh, a children's scholarship fund for our Gold Star families, those that have lost a mom or a dad. Yeah. And uh, so we did some checking on those. So anyway, with the help of, uh, of uh, the, the lady who, uh, who put the City's 97 sampler together for all those years, she was out of a job at that point, and uh, so uh, PT knew her. So we called her and asked if she would be uh, in, get involved in helping us because we didn't know how to do it. Yeah, uh, I knew how to get a hold of the artist and get the music, but you know the packaging and the, everything else. Distribution. So she became our executive producer for the project, and she went to the same people that did the City's '97 sampler, did all the packaging, all the downloading, all the music, and uh, she, you know, lo and behold, the Minnesota Country Salute CD was. Make sure to like and subscribe and. Please hit the bell icon. Stay tuned for more. Boots and Backstraps, brought to you by Homes by Shane and produced by Danny Geo Productions. Boots and Backstraps is proudly brought to you by Homes by Shane. Making your move with the Homes by Shane team means an unparalleled customer service experience. That level of service is the foundation of this referral-based business. Our driven team of experts communicate with their clients every step of the way ensuring a memorable experience from the first conversation through your closing day. Go to homesbyshane.com for more information. Let's get you home. up our boots head down to the honky tonk get us a swing dance or two we're talking about boots and backstraps 